Hello, Forever Family. My name's Shannon. I'm the Recovery Pastor. Today we're looking at Isaiah 61. The header in my Bible says it's the, the year of the Lord's favor. So we're going to start in the very first verse. It says, The Spirit of the, of the Lord God came upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prison doors to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them the beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness the planting of the Lord, that he may glorify them. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up from their former devastation. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastation of many generations. First, let's establish this. The Hebrew word for Messiah and the Greek word for Christ both mean anointed one. Jesus is the anointed one. He is the anointed one that the Father had sent to redeem his world and reign over his kingdom. You see, the people of Israel longed for the coming of God's Messiah to save them. And when Jesus read Isaiah 61 in the synagogue in Nazareth and proclaimed, Today, as you hear the scripture, it has been fulfilled. The people knew he was proclaiming that he was the Messiah. They were not happy about it. This was blasphemy. This was arrogant. Jesus was one of them. Who does he think he is? I think we've all been in that situation where somebody's like, who do you think you are? You're no better than anybody else. Jesus was one of them. To them, he was a nobody. Nazareth was his hometown. He was thought to just simply be the son of a, of a carpenter. You've probably heard somebody say, oh, that's so-and-so. They're just, you know, they're part of this family or that. And they really talk down about the person. They talk down about their family. They talk down about them. Luke 4 gives you more of, of this in-depth. But they wanted a Messiah. They wanted a mighty and powerful Messiah. And I guess they were looking for somebody like a Hercules-type character to come sweeping in. But Isaiah says the, the Messiah did not really impress them at all. He was, he was not what they were looking for. There was no appearance that he should have any desire whatsoever. Actually, if you look at Isaiah 53, in verse 2, it'll tell you. They didn't desire him. So Jesus wasn't the Messiah they were expecting. They were so enraged. They actually tried to toss him off a cliff. Again, look at Luke chapter 4. It'll tell you that. But the earthly ministry of Jesus did fulfill the messianic prophet, prophecy. He came to bring the good news. He came to heal. He came to proclaim freedom from Satan. 
He claimed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. But that's where Jesus stopped reading in Isaiah. At Jesus' first advent or first arrival, he brought salvation. His second advent or his second coming, he will bring the day of God's vengeance upon this fallen world. God's judgment awaits the second coming. He will crush the enemies and he will restore Israel to its place of glory. I don't, I don't know about you, but so many times, most times I should say, when I've tried to be within God's will, that's when I get attacked the most by others. That's when I feel like I'm going down life's highway and I'm tripping over potholes. You know, I have been called a wolf in sheep's clothing. I've been called that by people who say they believe in God, but they do not attend any church. They're not anchored in a faith group. They don't walk through life causing positive kingdom ripple effects. And I know that. I see that. So when they come against me, it doesn't bother me. I do not worry about those who come against me. You should not worry about those who come against you. You see, the thing is, they're not really going against you. They're going against God. They're going against their own expectations that they've placed on God. They've set expectations of how God is supposed to show up in their life. How he's supposed to reveal himself. Just like those did in the synagogue when they were angry with Jesus. God will use people how he sees fit for his purpose. And he does not consult man to see if it's okay with man. God's will, his ways, his thoughts, they're higher than ours. We have to stop playing God when it comes to those and, and their lives. You know, everybody has to walk out their own obedience to God. It's not up to us. God didn't ask us our opinion. We're supposed to share the good news with those who are poor in Scripture. Now, this has nothing to do with finances. This is spiritually poor. They're called this because they don't know God yet. They don't know Yahweh. It's not our opinion who is or is not spiritually poor. We're to share God. We're to work within the will of God. If we do that, then the spiritually poor will hear the good news. They'll see it in our walk. We're to proclaim the name of Yahweh. We're to command prison doors to open so that sin cannot hold people in bondage any longer. We're to do that by calling on the mighty name of Jesus. We're to pray for those who are mourning so that their hearts can receive the healing that God can bring them. We're to stand firm on God's word like we are the mighty oak trees reaching up to the heavens and we're to remain unshakable. By the storms of life. We're to pray for future generations to rise up and, and walk with God. Instead of becoming victims of devastation that has been going on for generations. Everybody can get caught up in a generational curse. We need to pray for them. We need to have God 
open our own eyes to generational curses and devastation that we're still living in that we don't even realize. If we want to see king, if we want to see kingdom warriors rise up in this battle, then change starts with us. That means we have to start standing as kingdom warriors in this battle, even when it feels like we're standing alone. Even when it feels like we're the ones standing there and all the lies and everything from everybody else is like Goliath standing in front of us. Please understand, God never leaves us and he never sends us to a place that he has not already been and seen and knows God's not going to put you on the end of a fishing hook and dangle you in front of the sharks of the enemy. He's not going to play with your life. He created you with a purpose. And when you start walking in that kingdom purpose, your life, even as hard as that kingdom purpose is, your life becomes covered with peace and joy. I've literally been sitting in situations where I had to not laugh out loud. And what I mean by that is there was so much chaos and toxic and everything going on, but there was such peace that was covering me that I, I felt like I had the spirit of laughter falling upon me. And I knew if I laughed, it would be really bad timing. But in my heart and in my mind, I started praising God for giving me that peace. Because you see, I, I took my focus off of the destruction and the chaos and the toxic and started focusing on God and praising Him and my ears became deaf of all the negative that was around me. It was amazing. It was me and God sitting there having our own conversation and Him pouring out His peace over me. We have a purpose. We have a job. We can either listen to negativity or we can be those strong oak trees reaching up to heaven. You're going to make people mad. And that's okay. You're going to have people call you names. And that's okay. I've told many people, God doesn't make junk. So if you don't like me for any reason, I don't know what to apologize for because God doesn't make junk. God created each of us individually. But it's our job to turn around and say, God, use me, send me, give me your words. That's all we can do. Until next time, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.